What is going on? And welcome back to the Catalyst of Development podcast. If it's your first time tuning in, welcome. Our purpose is to help you discover yours. And our vision is to communicate your potential so clearly that you're inspired to see it in yourself. This is part three of a four-part series concerning 2020 goals. Today, we're going to be talking about the compound effect. You know, it's funny. I, when putting this whole thing together, I remembered long, long time ago, and I'm not going to give the date because that'll kind of tell you how old I am, and I don't want to date myself. But let's just say a few years ago, I started out my Air Force career as a weapons loader on the F-16 Fighting Falcon. Now, what was cool about that is if you won an award or something like that, you got an incentive flight in this fighter jet. Chances happened that I lucked out and won an award, was able to get an incentive flight. We were actually out in Las Vegas at the time of my incentive flight. Let me tell you, this was the best ride of my life. Like, just think about being in a roller coaster that never slows down. It's like constantly accelerating. I mean, we were doing, you know, cloud chasing and I got to fly the jet a little bit. And, you know, we were doing barrel rolls. It was awesome. Right. But because we're in Vegas, we got to fly over the Hoover Dam and we got to fly over another location. I was in the back seat, and the pilot said, hey, Jason, if you look to your left, you'll be able to see the Grand Canyon. So I looked to my left and I couldn't see it and I was like, I can't see it, I can't see it. And then all of a sudden, boom, she banked extremely hard to the left, so much so that my, my helmet almost hit the glass. But below me, thousands and thousands of feet below me was the beautiful, gorgeous, huge Grand Canyon. And it was at that moment that I knew that I was gonna have to get a ground view of that amazing, amazing Grand Canyon. So fast forward a few days, uh, I actually did get to go out to the Grand Canyon and it was awe-inspiring. Like it was beautiful. Not only was it beautiful, it was huge. Like you could not fathom from up in the aircraft how big this thing was. It was such a beautiful day. I mean, the sun was just glistening off of the rocks and the water. But then I started doing my research. And did you know that the Grand Canyon is bigger than Rhode Island? It is over a mile deep. It is 277 miles long and is 18 miles wide. How? Thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago, a river slowly roded away at the rocks. Now that is what we call the compound effect. But before we jump into the discussion, let's do a really quick recap of last week's discussion on habits. More specifically, how to make habits easy. First, we start talking about friction, you know, increasing the friction or decreasing the friction to the habits that you've established. Then we talked about consistency. Remember, they have to be repeatable. We then got into the discussion about visual cues and setting up your environment, set yourself up for success. We also talked about when you're vulnerable and how when that happens, you need to HALT, the acronym H-A-L-T. Everybody's favorite, we got into talking about the homework. And for your homework, you were supposed to review your habits and determine how to apply them to the principles and tactics that we have gone over thus far. Which brings us back to today's conversation about the compound effect. Now, first, you're probably asking yourself, what exactly is it? 
Well, I'm going to be completely transparent. A lot of the information that we're going to go over today comes from a book from Darren Hardy. Uh, it's a New York Times bestseller called The Compound Effect. I read this book a few years ago, and I'm going to tell you, it really opened my eyes to certain things and, and how the little things in life that we sometimes overlook uh, can be so pivotal in our success. You can look at the compound effect a lot like a, the combination between compound interest and the butterfly effect. Now, we all understand compound interest. It's you know where you put a little bit of money down, and over an extended period of time, you see exponential growth because of the interest and the time involved with it. And we all understand the concept behind the butterfly effect. You know, um, if the butterfly flaps its wings on the East Coast, there'll be, you know, years down the, the line, a huge windstorm or, you know, high gusts on the West Coast. So the compound effect is essentially a combination of those two together. You know, it's small things done consistently over time that amounts to massive change. Uh, Mr. Hardy states in his book, your biggest challenge in life isn't that you've been intentionally making bad decisions. Shoot, that would be easy to fix. Your biggest challenge is that you've been sleepwalking through your decisions. Now, doesn't that sound like most of us? I know it sounds like me. You know, just going with the flow and rolling with the punches and every day starts feeling like Groundhog Day. Then one day, years down the line, we wake up and we look around and we ask ourselves, how the heck did I get here? I'll tell you how. You see, most people don't lead their lives. We're not intentional enough when it comes to our lives. No, we don't lead them. Instead, we accept our lives. And when we accept our lives, we're living for things that are not worth our time, energy, and effort. This has got to stop. It has to. We have got to be more intentional. We do this by establishing goals, building a strategy for them, developing habits, and allowing the compound effect to run its course. However, for the compound effect to work, you're going to have to do something. Something a little weird, something that will probably make you uncomfortable. Shoot, something that nowadays is almost unheard of. You're going to have to be, wait for it, patient. What? Yeah, that's right. You heard it. You are going to have to be patient, which means we're going to have to give up this instant gratification need that we all have, this microwave mentality. You know, everything we want is in the palm of our hands. You got a question, do, 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 type some stuff in, there's your answer. You want something, do, 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 get online, order it, it's there the next day. Food, instant. TV shows, instant. We have developed a habit of instant satisfaction, instant gratification. We have developed a microwave mentality, and that does not work with the compound effect. Growth, development, and reaching your goals does not work this way. It takes time. Think about it. Everything massive in life, everything successful, every goal takes some time. Let's give you some quick examples. How do you run across the country? one step at a time. How do you save a million dollars? By saving one dollar at a time. How do you win song of the year? Probably by doing recording sessions and practicing one day at a time. How do you chop down a tree? One swing at a time. 
the list goes on and on. You want another example of being patient and allowing the compound effect to work? Let's say we have identical twin sisters. Identical. We're going to name them Mary and Sally. Now everything about them is the same. They're the same height, the same weight, they have the same genetics, they eat the same food, everything about them is the same. They, they work out at the same time, they have the same job. If, if you mirrored these two up, right, everything in every category would be exactly the same. They also love soda. Both drink one a day. But Sally wants to change her health a little bit. She's not liking the way she feels in her own skin. And she knows what, she says, you know what? I wanna start small. Right, so she gives up her beloved soda, just that one can. Mary continues to drink her soda. As a matter of fact, she starts drinking Sally's extra soda. So now she's up to two per day. So let's break down the math on this. Sally is taking in about 100 calories less per day because that's how much is in a can. Mary is taking in about 150 more calories a day, right? Because we got to remember she's drinking the extra soda from Sally. Nothing else changes, that's it. So Sally getting rid of her soda, 150 less. Mary drinking the extra one, 150 more. Now we all know that 3,000 calories equals one pound, plus or minus. So if you burn 3,000 more calories than you're taking in, you're going to lose a pound. If you eat more than 3,000 calories than you burn, you're going to gain a pound. So everything's exactly the same. Sally gives up her soda, Mary continues to drink hers and drink Sally's. What difference do we see in a week? Honestly, probably not much. Probably not anything at all. What about a month? Hmm. Again, probably not, not much, not, not significant enough to, to write home about. However, Sally's clothes may be feeling a little looser on her. What about six months? Hmm. Sally all of a sudden has lost nine pounds. Still nothing too crazy, but pretty good. I'll take a nine pound loss. Now let's fast forward to a year. 365 days later, do you know if Sally continued with her no drinking soda? She would be down almost 20 pounds. 20 pounds. If you want to be precise, it's a little over 18. Could you imagine being 18 pounds lighter? Just from not drinking one 150 cal of soda a day. Nothing else different. So let's do the math. 150 calories times 365 days is roughly 54,000 calories. We divide that by the 3,000 calories per pound and we get 18 pounds lost. But that's not the kicker. Remember, Mary started drinking Sally's extra soda, that extra 150 calories. Well, the math's still the same, but it works in the opposite direction, which means Mary gained 18 pounds. That is a 36 pound difference between the two of them. 36 pounds from one small, insignificant little soda. Now that is the compound effect. And it works that way in every area of our lives. No matter where you're at in life, no matter the highs or the lows, isn't it extremely comforting to know that you only need to take a series of tiny steps consistently over time to radically improve your life? Like that, that has to make you feel good to know that it is possible. 
Another great result of the compound effect is it helps us to create momentum. And we all know how important momentum can be, especially in the day-to-day -day grind of life. I like to call this momentum flow or being in a flow state. So for me, being in the flow state, it's everything else kind of fades away. Like, have you ever been, you know, playing with your kids or doing a project or even at work and you've been so in tune with what you're doing? Like you, you love what you're doing so much that time seems to fly by. Nothing seems to distract you. Nothing seems to come in and, and, and take you off your game. That's flow state, right? That is momentum. When something tries to come in and I'm in my flow state, like it's easy to brush it off. You're very difficult to distract when you're in that type of state, when you have that type of momentum, which is what the compound effect allows you to get. Mr. Hardy uses a great example in his book, um, and I laughed a little bit when I, when I read this one, but we all remember like the, the, the merry-go-rounds from the parks when we were kids, right? The, we used to call them uh, dizzy death rides. Like those things were insane, right? We would all pile on them where there'd probably be 10, 15 kids on there and two or three kids would stand on the outside and grab the poles and start running and start running and start running. And at first, those things were impossible to get going, right? There were so many kids on them, it weighed so much and it was super difficult to get them spinning. But I'll tell you what, once you built that momentum and got that bad boy moving, holy smokes, you better watch out because kids are, kids are flying off all over the place on that thing, right? It was a struggle getting it started. You had to really work hard to get it started. But once you got it going, all you had to do was give it a good push from time to time and it would keep its speed. And that's the trick with momentum. Once you get it going, it's a little easier, but you still have to give pushes. You still have to make nudges because I'll tell you what, if you fall off your game, you have to start all over again. Let's say you've been eating clean for a month, a couple months, you know, and then you know you're seeing changes and your body's starting to change quickly and everything is going going great and then all of a sudden you take a break and your one day break turns into a two day break turns into a two week break turns into a two month break well you've lost all your momentum and the struggle that you've had to go through to start you have to reaccomplish all over again it's okay to fall off from time to time lord knows if you look at my habit tracker there's days i missed right? But I'm quickly back on it because I don't want to lose any of that momentum. Which brings me to my third point, influence. This one for me is huge. I really pay attention to who and what I surround myself with and who I allow uh, in my life. When it really boils down to it, you are who you surround yourself with. You know, you are what you put in your life, whether or not it's social media, books, news, friends, family. You have got to be careful for what you allow to influence you. If it's good, great. That's the type of circle or environment you need to set. If it's bad, you need to be careful. Because as the old saying goes, garbage in, garbage out. You can't expect to live a life of growth and development if all you do is surround yourself by negativity. And trust me, I know it is everywhere. You turn on the news, you're on social media. Shoot, some of your friends and family are so toxic that you honestly need to consider cutting them out of your life. Jim Rome, uh, I loved when he talks about, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. I I've seen that play out time and time again. You know, it amazes me if, if you would have looked at the people I hung out with when I was in high school, you would have known that I probably wasn't going to amount to much. I joined the military, I took myself out of that situation and I surrounded myself with like-minded people, people that pushed me. 
people that encouraged me. It's no surprise that in that time that I've changed my circle, I've seen tremendous growth. And I know the same's for you. You are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. You need to choose them wisely. This is how we keep momentum. People that are pushing you, people that want to see you succeed, people that want to see you do well, don't let you fall off the track. And if you do, they get you right back on. You have got to understand that and set yourself up with the influence that is going to have a positive impact on your life. You know, some of the things that I've done uh, in the past, you know, and I'll, I'll explain a few uh, social media. I'm tell you what, I will snooze you. I will unfollow you. I will unfriend you. I will I will block you. If you start posting too much negative stuff and I start ingesting that into my subconscious on a daily, you got to go. Affirmations. I always listen to affirmations in the morning. I am a firm believer that your I can and your I am are far more important than your IQ. Affirmations. Friends and family. This is where it gets tough. I've had to distance myself from certain individuals because they were overly negative. And it's not no fault of their own. Maybe they're going through something and I'm trying to be there for them. I'm trying to reach out to them. But when it starts negatively impacting me to the point where I can't handle it or I can't control it, it, it's time to cut them loose. I'll never fully cut them off. If any one of them call me, I'm going to be there in a heartbeat. But I can't surround myself with that on a daily basis. Make sense? You can basically imagine it like I have a little tiny guard standing and, and watching my mind. Right. And anything that's negative, they're blocking off. You ain't even getting up in here. I have a guard standing and protecting my mind. You need to do the same. So wrapping up, I want to give you what I believe is the formula of life. And this is where if, if you've been listening and you've been doing your homework over the past two episodes, you know, episode two and episode three, uh, this is where everything will start coming together for you. So the formula for life. Choices plus behavior plus habits plus time equal results. So let's break that down a little bit further. Choices. These are your goals. You pick them. You deliberately chose your goals. Choices. Behavior. This is your strategy. This is your roadmap. What behaviors will you have to adopt in order to reach your goals habits those small specific achievable and repeatable things that we've established based off of the behaviors that you've adopted and then lastly time well we're talking about that today that's the compound effect all of these will equal results now if you do it right you will have success fulfillment. You'll reach your goals, but be warned. This also works the opposite way. Bad choices, no strategy, poor habits, and time will also equal results. Just not the ones you're looking for. You have to understand that you are 100% in control of your life. You are self-made. We are all self-made men and women. But the funny thing is, only the successful ones will actually admit that. Now, on to everybody's favorite part of the podcast, the homework. Pretty easy this go around. Two-part homework. Number one, go back 
And for one more time, review your goals, strategies, and habits from episodes two and three. Make sure they're right. Make sure they're aligned with the principles and the concepts that we've discussed, part two of your homework. For each one of your goals, I need you to ask yourself, why is this important to me? Why is it so important that I achieve this goal? You have to write that answer down. You have to write every single why down. You're going to need it for next week. You're going to need it for next week as we wrap up this four-part series on 2020 goals. Because next week, we're going to be talking about what's the why? A call to action. Man, I could not be more pumped for next week. Um, <laughs> yeah, you, you guys understand that Like, I'm doing this every step of the way along with you. And I'm just waiting for somebody to reach out to me. Right. So we can hold each other accountable. I, you know, outside of uh, my close circle, obviously my loving wife, I'm looking for more accountability partners. So if you want one, you got one in me. Good deal. Looking forward to hearing from you. Go ahead and sm uh, smash that subscribe button. You know, show me some love. If you know somebody that could use this, you don't have to push my stuff out there. I'm not looking for that. Uh, but if you want to pass on anything that you're learning, please, please, please do. That's the whole point of this, right? If you want to kick them a link or have them subscribe, man, I, I greatly, greatly appreciate it. But this that's not needed. What, what I need you to do, though, is I need you to continue to push this investment into other people. But as always, thank you so much for spending time with me and allowing me to invest in your development. Until next time, continue unlocking the code to your fullest potential. Be a catalyst, not just for yourself, but for those around you. Take care.